Hello this is Tanishka from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday the 18th of February. India recorded 25920 new COVID-19 cases and 492 linked deaths in the last 24 hours. The total infection tally in the country stands at over 4.27 crore while the death toll has crossed 5,10,000. The number of cases recorded was 15% less than yesterday's count. India's recovery rate meanwhile stands at 98.12%. Union Health Minister Mansukh Mandviya said that over 2 crore youngsters between the ages of 15 to 18 are now vaccinated against covid-19 in goa the state government said that all educational institutions from class 1 to class 12 will reopen from february 21st following covid-19 appropriate behavior delhi recorded 739 new covid-19 cases in the last 24 hours and 5 deaths The All India Parents Association meanwhile has written to Delhi Lieutenant Governor Anil Bejal with the demand that vaccination centers running in government schools be shifted to other places and teachers posted on COVID-19 duty be called back. Globally, COVID-19 has infected more than 420 million people, claiming the lives of over 5.8 million people. Meanwhile, the WHO's Health Emergencies Program's executive director, Mike Ryan, warned countries against lifting restrictions in haste. He said, and I quote, "I do think that in some situations, the political pressure now to open up and remove all restrictions of all kinds is so high that we may overshoot the runway and we may end up in a situation where and again, I'm acknowledging uncertainty." I'm not sure that will happen and I'm not predicting that will happen but I'm a bit nervous right now that we're sort of just lifting everything unquote A special court in Ahmedabad today sentenced 38 out of 49 convicts to death in the 2008 Ahmedabad serial bomb blast case according to a report by NDTV The 11 others were sentenced to life in jail The terror attack in Ahmedabad Gujarat had killed 56 people Over 200 were injured in the 21 bomb blast that hit the city within 70 minutes on July 26, 2008. The sentence for the 38 was awarded under section 302 of the Indian Penal Code and under sections of the Unlawful Activities Prevention Act. A fine of rupees 25000 was also imposed on each of them. According to the Indian Express, The defense lawyer said that this was the highest number of convicts to be sentenced to death in a single case in India's legal history. A Gujarat court had convicted 49 accused and acquitted 28 others in the case on February 8th. The trial of the case, which was more than 13 years old, ended in September last year. The explosions were allegedly carried off by the Indian Mujahideen which is believed to be a regrouping of the band Simi while 11 of the 28 acquitted are out of jail 17 others continue to be in judicial custody due to their requirement in other criminal cases following criticism from the supreme court 
the uttar pradesh government informed the top court today that it has withdrawn the 274 notices issued against anti caa protesters for recovery of alleged damaged public property during the anti caa agitations in up according to live law the supreme court further ordered that the money recovered from those accused of destroying public properties during the anti caa agitations should be refunded the court however made it clear that the state could proceed against the protesters by issuing fresh notices as per the uttar pradesh recovery of damages to public and private property act 2021 the supreme court had criticized the up government last week for initiating the recovery proceedings under executive orders a bench led by justice dy chandrachur had pointed out that as per the supreme court judgments claims of damages are to be adjudicated by independent tribunals presided over by judicially trained persons highlighting the plight of the protesters advocate nilofar khan had cited a report from the indian express claiming that the poor were made to pay for damages by selling their essentials the state government said that all subsequent proceedings in this connection will be in view of the enactment of a new law that would lay down the procedure for recovery of such damages tribunals constituted under the new act would deal with such matters listeners uttar pradesh is one of the five states voting in the 2022 state assembly elections two phases of the state's seven stage voting have been completed In Sirathu constituency in Uttar Pradesh's Kaushambi, local politics have taken a turn with the entry of Pallavi Patel, the joint candidate of the Apna Dal K and the Samajwadi Party. Sirathu is considered a stronghold of UP Deputy Chief Minister Keshav Prasad Maurya, but Patel sounds confident of success. She told my colleagues Akanksha Kumar and Shivangi Saxena, and I quote. The trust of the people has been broken. Now they need someone who can raise their issues in the assembly. Unquote. Watch their full interview titled "Trust of People Has Been Broken." Pallavi Patel on taking on UP's deputy CM in Sirathu on Newslaundry.com. The Newslaundry team has been on the ground to bring you reports from the five voting states: Goa, Punjab, Uttarakhand. Uttar Pradesh and Manipur we are able to bring you reports and interviews such as these because we are not dependent on the government or corporation for ads they don't dictate what we cover and how we do it to be a part of our independent news ecosystem head on to newslaundry.com and click on the red subscribe button on the top right corner of the screen lowest subscription starts at rupees 300 only and while you're there you can also directly empower our election coverage and help us continue to bring you stories from the ground head on to newslaundry.com/sena and choose a contribution amount of your choice the central bureau of investigation today issued a lookout circular against former ceo of the national stock exchange chitra ramkrishna over alleged irregularities according to PTI the central agency questioned ramkrishna today 
in view of fresh facts emerging in connection with its ongoing probe into the alleged abuse of co-location facilities in the NSE. Ramakrishna was the managing director and CEO of the National Stock Exchange between 2013 and 2016 and quit citing personal reasons. Recently, it came to light that she had allegedly shared confidential information with an unknown Himalayan yogi and took his advice on crucial decisions pertaining to the National Stock Exchange. While an FIR was registered in the case earlier, NDTV reported that new facts have also come to light since then. Citing an officer with knowledge of the matter, Live Mint reported that a lookout circular was also issued against Anand Subramanian and Ravi Narayan. This was an expansion of the 2018 FIR. The new facts highlighted in the SEBI order were being used by the agency to widen its probe. The officer further said that the leakage of sensitive information by Ramakrishna was one of the most serious offences. They further said that CBI was equipped with verifying if any financial damage was caused to the institution and the exact identity of the recipient of the data. The Supreme Court today issued notice in a bail plea filed by INX Media co-founder Indrani Mukherjee, who is the prime accused in the Sheena Bora murder case. The court issued notices to the Central Bureau of Investigation and the Maharashtra government on the plea. Mukherjee is currently in a jail in Baikula, Mumbai and is facing trial for allegedly murdering Bora, her daughter, in a car on April 24, 2012. She has been denied bail in multiple hearings. Today, a bench comprising Justices L. Nageswara Rao and P. S. Narasimha agreed to hear her bail plea, Live Law reported. Her advocate Mukul Rohatki apprised the bench that she has been in jail for the past six and a half years. He argued that considering the current state of affairs, the trial will not come to an end in the coming 10 years. Responding to the bench's query on how many witnesses were there in the case, Rohadgi said that there were 185 yet to be examined. He pointed out that the trial court had been vacant without a presiding officer since June 2021 and that no witness has been examined in the last one and a half years. He also told the bench that Mukherjee's husband, a co-accused, had been granted bail. Rohadgi further said that Mukherjee was not well and was suffering from cerebral ischemia. Hundreds of people were rescued from a ferry which caught fire between Greece and Italy in the early hours of Friday, Reuters reported. According to the Greek Coast Guard, 239 passengers and 51 crew members were on board the Italian-flagged Euroferry Olympia. Most of them had boarded rescue vessels, transferring them to the port of the island of Corfu. The fire broke out near the island of Corfu in the Aeonian Sea. The cause of the fire is not known yet. While there were no immediate reports of deaths or severe injuries, Athens News Agency reported that one person with breathing problems had been taken to the hospital. Passengers and crew, who evacuated on lifeboats, were taken to Corfu. 
A video posted on Greek news website Prototheme showed a ferry engulfed in flames and huge plumes of smoke. May Day was blasting from the speakers in the video. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night depending on where you are listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.